is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? This, this, this is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from Dallas Cowboys Training Camp in Oxnard, California. Hand off, Elliott, plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it in the touchdown. Here are Mickey Spagnola, Brian Broaddus, Rob Phillips, and Bill Jones. And this is Training Camp. 2019, we are at the corner of Vineyard in Ventura in Oxnard, California, and the Cowboys will be out on this practice field behind us well, for a little walkthrough right after talking Cowboys this morning, and then the first practice of the 2019 training camp coming up this afternoon. I am Bill Jones with Brian Broaddus, Mickey Spagnola, Rob Phillips, and we are set to go for another training camp. It's it's like uh, Christmas has come, isn't it? The return of Talking Cowboys. That's right. This yeah. is Talking Cowboys, and uh, this is the first of 15 practices here in Oxnard. The way I look at it, over the course of the next three weeks, it's like a 16-game season. Ah, okay. you're going to divide this thing up. Let's divide it up. Uh, this is we're playing the Giants today. This okay. is game number one. Now, how do I get to 16? Because there's a preseason game in the middle of that too at yeah. San Francisco. Yeah, that's good. Weeks. Good math, Bill. <laughs> that's again Oklahoma <laughs> math. You know, but the, you, I, I like the way you're thinking about that because I think as players and coaches, you kind of break it up too. You know, the the first. You know, a few practices and stuff, everybody trying to get acclimated to each other. They've had the OTA practices, the mini camp, but we'll notice and we'll talk about it quite a bit, the intensity of these practices. You know, and I, and I think that's where, you know, players, we'll see the players that'll have rises, then they'll fall. Then, you know, they, you got you to gotta avoid the ups and downs of a training camp practice or the, the grind of a practice. Hopefully our show won't. We'll be on our way up. Oh, the we'll way stay we're, on an even <laughs> We're going yeah. to stay on an even yeah. keel, go up. Mickey and I will try and kill each other one or two shows. But, but that's – Maybe today. I'm not sure putting them next to each other. No, no, no this I, is good. I, I, this you is see good. what I did? I <laughs> moved to the, <laughs> no, this the is good. right here. You don't want to get hit by the back <laughs> flag? Mickey and I are good with this. But, like, I like what you're doing, though, and I think players do the same thing. I think that they really, you know, they, they figure out, okay, I, 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 you know, I can't have any bad days. Got to have good days. Got to keep building. Got to keep doing. And that's the great thing is saying, okay, how can I get through these? It'll be, it'll be a test for a lot of these young kids. It's a, it was a yeah. young roster last year. And a lot of these guys coming back now knowing guys like Michael Gallup now know what it's like to have a full training camp practice under his belt. Now he knows what he has to do to elevate his game as you, well. You mentioned the intensity, and it's really going to pick up Monday. Yeah. Saturday, Sunday, and I think it's the right thing not to have these padded practices these first two days because we've talked about it. You take a month off, these guys are in shape. They had the conditioning run yesterday and all that. But, you know, ease them back in. And then, yeah, once the pads get on Monday, that's going to be interesting. But the pads for Talking Cowboys are on Always today. Hit. Uh, Always and the, hit. the gloves are on. Our the, intensity yeah. begins today. You know, I, but Mickey and I have always talked about this too, though. And I think I'm still on the same page with you about this. Is if they could have, you know, could have had more time off early, and then came to camp, you the know, off season. off season later, and then get it where you could, we could jump into the pads and stuff like that, where you, they didn't have five, six weeks off. That's where I think yeah. the worry. I think the worry about everybody at this table. I think the worry about all the guys and gals over in this building over here are thinking about. Okay, how do we get them? I mean, we've already seen some, you know, if you're following news around the league, you've already seen some guys getting banged up and hurt and stuff. Not banged up, yeah. torn ACLs. Well, that's what I'm just, I don't want to kind of make that 
cloud over Cowboys all Cowboys' first yeah. opponent, the Giants, yeah, lost exactly. a couple of wide receivers so, in yeah, that, practice. That's the thing you worry about. Easing in good, but, man, I, I, I think, you know, I'd like to see him hit the ground running, but I totally agree with Rob. I understand what they're trying to do or what the league's trying to the do with, players, to do more with player safety yeah. and stuff like and that. And I think they did a very good job on the conditioning run. Yeah, uh, got so that again. I think that uh, they survived that. And uh, even though the weather here is pretty good, uh, when they were coming off the field, there were some yeah. sweaty bodies. It yeah. looked like, well, I won't use that analogy. It, <laughs> no, go ahead. What is it? <laughs> That's all right. You know how. Okay. You know how Don't I, put us off the air the yeah. first day, though. <laughs> it's well, nice, nice <laughs> being with you guys. Thank you. Know, you. <laughs> you know, after the Kentucky Derby, yeah, the oh horses no. yeah, come yeah, in to the stables. Yeah, they're they're right. all sweaty yeah. and lathered up. I, you know what? I knew exactly where you were going with and that. I, I, I had to think <laughs> twice about using that. Yeah, yeah, maybe so. But, yeah, no, I think, you know, now this field is fairly new. And uh, you've already in, you've inspected I've the field inspected already. I've inspected the field, and all they did was run on it. Okay. Yeah. What do you What did you inspect exactly? Uh, did, there were divots. It looked the, like oh. a golf course. Mm. It's you know how well, there nice. is a golf course over here. Yes, Maybe this is the. They were over here. This is the so, chipping and, green. And they weren't not football. They weren't like cutting and you know turning and pivoting, and they were just running straight ahead. And there were a lot of divots. So Uh-oh. the grass is not real thick. So it we'll see. It looks and this pretty. Is kinda, it, it looks gorgeous. Yeah, I mean, it, it looks it good gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. Well, but it looks like a soccer field. Mm. Yeah. Did you notice anybody's divots that wasn't there? Did you, did you notice any divots? <laughs> somebody that, that fell in their divot? Yeah, no, no. Did you notice somebody that wasn't out there making divots? Oh, oh, yeah. There was one person. Yeah. And I would imagine he would have trouble cutting on this, so maybe yeah. it's good that he's, he's got balance here. This yeah. guy's got it's, some balance to him, though. Yeah. He does have some balance. Yeah, you get the you get the practice field worked in before he shows up, if he shows up at Oxford. You want to get to the elephant in the room? Yeah. Okay. Number 21. All right. So what do you make of it? He's not here. And you know what? They don't That's seem it? they don't seem bothered by it. And I know everybody out there is panicking and the anxiety level's high because Ezekiel Elliott is not here. But you know what? Not very long ago this was standard operating procedure in the National Football League. Guys holding out to try to improve their contracts or to get contracts. Back in the day when the contracts expired, they didn't have free agency, and uh, there was always haggling going on, uh, especially with the rookie class. The rookies uh, didn't have this uh, rookie scale pay, and uh, there was always first-round draft choices holding oh, out. every year. God, I could remember. Oh, no question. I, I mean, it, it was like half my time in training camps uh, were spent tracing down contract negotiations, talking to agents, uh, getting one side of the story, the other side of the story. And the NFL's kind of eliminated that the way the system is now with this new CBA. But again, if somebody want, thinks they're not getting paid enough, then I guess Zeke can do what he wants to do. But if he watched the press conference yesterday, if it was me, I would think, ah, they're not really upset. What am I doing here? Because they could make me just sit. Uh, but the bottom line on all this, and I'll get to the bottom line of it all, guys do not miss paychecks, yeah. right? That's fair. Now, late, not 99%. And somebody's going to say, well, Le'Veon Bell did it. Okay, right. fine. Right. And then you never make that money up. But guys do not miss paychecks. Just remember what happened last year at this time with Earl Thomas in Seattle. And what did he do? He signed on Tuesday before the season opener. That's fair. 
And there is the 30-day rule thing that's hovering over this whole thing. They're like, it's okay, maybe it's a Zeke holdout, but August 6th is the day you think he would report because if he wants to get to free agency, he's got to be here by then to get that accrued fourth season. So but he's got another year to do that too. He does. He could do that next year. He does. But that's, I don't think it'll ever get to that point. I don't either. Yeah. I don't think the, Cow- which is why, I mean, the Cowboys want to get that Which is why I don't look at the August 6th deadline as affecting Zeke that much just because he's, the Cowboys are going to sign him. Sometime, whether it's now or to a long-term deal, whether it's this year or next year or whenever, it's never. That's not. He's never going to get to free agency unless he does something off the field that keeps him from yeah signing long-term. Do you feel like though that? And again, I I, I really appreciate what everybody's saying here, but can you focus on the other? Would he be a type of guy that would sit the whole entire season? I know, Mickey, you're absolutely right. Players don't miss paychecks. And I think they have a firm firm understanding of Zeke with Zeke's lifestyle the way he is. I'm not trying to slam Zeke, but he needs money. I'm just going to say it. You know, he needs money. He makes a, he made a lot of money. He's, he needs money the way he lives. And that's because the way he, he plays, and he deserves that right to live the way he wants. But do we do – we, just is there a side that we could say that he might take the Le'Veon Bell? I know you're not going to get the money back, but is that in, in your mind? Is it a 10% okay. worry that, you know what, maybe he will, maybe Zeke will be so stubborn that he won't do you t- what you it. Use the Le'Veon Bell example. Is there, a, is there something in him that has done the history lesson on Emmett Smith where he might do the Emmett Smith thing? Yeah. Not not with the intent of sitting out a whole season, but just long enough I, I to where the Cowboys so really. So I agree need with him. Mickey. I do agree with Mickey about not missing paychecks because we talked about Earl Thomas. He, he's right, but I, I just I think it's fair to say is this a different cat? It, it, here's here's somebody that's holding out two years before his time, not a year, but two years. Mm-hmm. Is is his approach his or his agent? Yeah, I, 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 I don't okay. I don't talk to Rocky Arson. Yeah, I, I don't, don't either. either. But, but he, he, this is where all this has started. Okay. And and now here's the deal. It, it are they asking for something that is so unreasonable that the Cowboys don't budge? Because they will budge, right? If you're reasonable and meet them in the middle. If they're asking for unreasonable uh, salary demands, then this thing can be protracted because I'll tell you what, I've seen Jerry Jones operate uh, yeah, in yeah, situations no yeah, like this, yeah. and he can be awfully stubborn. Sure. But to double down on that, I think Stevens even more stubborn. Well, he is not Jerry. wrong. And, and you are not wrong, Mickey, about point, that. And to your point, the way they were talking at the press conference yesterday, coming out and saying he's late, yep. we expect yep. our guys under air. contract yeah. to be here, I don't think they want to set a precedent that, Oh, if you're going to hold out, then we're going to budge and we're going to try to accommodate you while you're away. They they don't want uh, because look, they got a lot of young good players on this team. They don't want a repeat of this every time a guy's got a contract up. Yeah. That oh, oh, all I got to do is not show up, right? And then we'll we'll try to meet you in the middle and accommodate you. I'm surprised he's not here. I honestly thought they and there's a lot of people in the organization I think that thought he would be here. I, too. I totally agree with and, you on that. Yeah. And and I think I thought the Cowboys would be able to tell him, look, we love you, just show up. We'll, we'll keep talking. We'll get this done. But it's not there yet. And, and, and to Mickey's point, maybe it's because they're far apart. So, so why is the agent advising Zeke to do this? I heard he was – I don't know how experienced of an agent he is. I, I, I'm not familiar with him. 
but he, he's I, been in the business for a while. For a while, yeah. yes, sir. Well, I, I had heard that yeah. he, he didn't really Contracts, have a good yeah, understanding exactly. of go. this new CBA there and some go. of the things uh, they have to work through. I think uh, significant is when Zeke was seen at the Star on Wednesday, he didn't look like a man that was PO'd. Like he was smiling, shaking hands with people, I'm told. Uh, so, yeah, it doesn't seem like it's contentious. It's kind of a ploy that everybody tries to use to try to get leverage. I think it gets right back to Todd Gurley last year. I mean, the agent saw what the Rams did with Todd Gurley. He was in the exact right. same position that Zeke is right now. He was going. He had two years left under control by the Rams because he was drafted in 2015. Zeke was in 2016, and he got a four-year whatever, $57 million deal, yeah. whatever it was, at on July 24th of last year is when Todd Gurley signed. And I think Zeke's agent thinks the Cowboys should treat Zeke the way the Rams did Todd Gurley. I think Bryant nailed it right before camp when we were talking about it. You know, when we talk about these guys up for contracts, who do we name first? Dak. Who, Dak and then who? Amari, Amari Cooper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is a guy that – and, again, that was on him to a certain degree, six-game suspension – two years ago, but had he not been suspended six games, hey, I'm probably a three-time rushing champ. Three years in the league, three-time rushing champ. Like you say, Brian, just give me a seat at the table. And and maybe it's just kind of trying to remind the Cowboys, look, I I want this. You know, I deserve this. I want this. Is it the right way to go about it? Maybe not. Just remember, and I don't have – I could call it up and read it, but Jerry Jones, the most forceful and emotional – he got is when somebody asked him about comparing Zeke's contract or Dak's contract mm-hmm. to Carson Wentz, right. and he went on a litany, and I think he started with he a six, litany. He, he uh, said litany twice. He, he, <laughs> it was a, a litany of contracts that we have to sign, yeah. and our list is different from somebody else's yeah. list, yeah. and our salary cap is different from somebody else's salary cap, and I'm not going to be – dictated by this quote-unquote market value that the media loves to rest on when they make their argument that, well, if that guy got paid that, then the next guy's got to get paid more. And I'm sure the agent thinks the exact same way. Yeah. And, and, and to the point, what, what Rob said, is, and he ended it with saying, if I do this, I'll have a line outside my door, everybody coming up yeah. and say, hey, Jones, I want some of your money. Right. And that's why you got to put your foot down because that exactly is what will happen. And that was always the argument uh, for guys that were under contract before free agency began, that if one guy held out and you caved, then the next guy goes, hey, what about me? Could, it, it, could, could part of this be, and I'm just going to throw this out, could part of this be that they have so much confidence now in Dak Prescott and being able to carry this team? Do you know what I'm saying? That, that you know, you, th- you think without Zeke, can Dak Prescott carry this team? I don't think they're making any decision on without Zeke. I think they want to get it done, but they want to get it done in a fair way and not somebody Clearly. asking for outlandish <laughs> yeah. money. Yeah. I feel that's, because I feel they that's right s- about Dak. Well, they want to sign thought, Dak. If they thought they were going into this season without Zeke, any chance not having Zeke on the field, their backup running back situation would look different. I realize they drafted a fourth-round running back sure, and a seventh-round right. running back. Yeah, absolutely. And they got Darius Jackson and Jordan Chun. But they would have a veteran guy uh, ready to go if if they didn't think Zeke was going to be playing this year. I think it could be both things, Brian. Like they, they feel good about Dak taking a step forward. Yeah. But if you're trying to hoist the Lombardi Trophy at the end of this thing, they know you need 21. They know it. 
But it comes down to, yeah, what Mickey said, what I said earlier, the precedent. You don't want to set this No right question. Now. You no question. You can't have it. They've and, got and, too many good players that have contracts up if, and, if, and, if they're yeah. lining up at the door. And if you talk to them, th- this whole thing is not about the salary cap this year. It's about the salary cap next year and the salary cap in 2021 when you get into the unknown, unknown when the new CBA unknown, yeah. needs to be knocked yeah. out and yeah. what kind of rules are, are you coming up with and you don't want to hamstring yourself because all you were thinking about, you were short-sighted and all you were thinking about is 2019. Oh, I got $24 million of space available. Okay, that's fine. What happens then at space next year when immediately, immediately uh, – DeMarcus Lawrence base salary goes from 1.5 million to 16 million. And then if I got another guy that has 16 million and another guy that has 12 million and another guy that's going to have 30 million, what what happens to my cap next year? Cuz the cap's going to go up, yeah. but it ain't going to go up that much. You know, it's interesting in bringing up the Todd Gurley thing and you compare the and I know Jerry does not want as you said as Jerry said yesterday, he's not comparing his situation with the Rams situation, but Here's the difference between the Rams and the Cowboys. Well, there's several similarities. Number one, last year they had to sign their top defensive players, the best defensive player in the league, Aaron Donald, whatever. Cowboys did that with Demarcus Lawrence in the offseason. They also uh, traded for and they, and got and had to sign long-term Brandon Cooks, their wide receiver. So there's your Amari Cooper. And then their quarterback is the, came into the league at the same time as Dak Prescott did. But the difference there is that quarterback was at the top of the draft and had two years left on his contract, and uh, well, three years at that time. And Dak has one year left. And so that's why the Cowboys have to put Dak at the top of the priority list right now. Dak and I think Amari and Cooper. Amari, well, goes back to where situation. I think Brian said, you know, those guys have expiring contracts. Zeke right. doesn't. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, and that's what and and Jerry in talking with reporters, I think as he was leaving yesterday, was com- talking about comparing that Zeke with Emmett Smith. Yeah, he said there's a difference there. That there's a difference, yeah. and and he said. Emmett was not under contract or whatever. Well, Emmett was under contract, but what he meant was he had an expiring contract. Right, he right. was going into the last year of his deal, so he had nothing six months from now at that time in 1993. Yeah, I think if you listen to Emmett, and that was foggy, and I always meant to go back and look, I think he he was restricted. Like, he, he could entertain offers from someone because he said he had offers from Miami to go back home to right. Florida. Uh, but he wanted to stay with the Cowboys. And, and so, uh, yeah, that whole it's, thing it's, was it was different. Right. It wasn't the same. And this is different from but, DeMarco Murray letting Murray walk, all those people that I see, oh, you're just going to get another one. Okay, fine, you get another one, but you won't get the one. But if you're trying to think about it from Zeke's perspective, it may be a little different for him compared to other guys in the league at different positions than a Dak or Amari because w- what he plays. He plays running back. And there's a finite prime for those guys. And it people think it ends sometimes 27, 28 years old. He's 23 right now, I believe. So if he's you, 24. He just turned 20, 24 so, on okay. Monday. So if you wait two years to re-sign him, he's 26. And now all of a sudden he's creeping closer to what people say, studies say, you know, yeah. the end of somebody's prime. Not that he's going to be that. But he wants to get his money now because of the position he plays. That's a really good point, Rob, because what happens I, – I, I talk to guys – I'm not an analytics guy myself. I, I mean, I've, I'm sitting here doing radio with you guys. I don't always look at the numbers and stuff. But I did reach out while we had a break and talk to analytics guys about running backs. And 
they all put Zeke in a different category. Yeah. They put Todd Gurley in a different category. They put Le'Veon Bell in a different category. The first thing they'll tell you is you should never sign a running back long term. But then they'll say, but but there's some players, mm-hmm. some backs that you have to it, – it makes you think a different way. Because they'll also say – don't draft a running back number four overall. Right, too. right, yeah. right. And I, I think that to me, that's where you're, you're kind of a situation. That even the even the analytics guys, who it seems like our game is gravitating towards that way, even the analytics guys in their mind say, "Yeah, There's I wouldn't do it." Maker. But mm-hmm. and then you talk to scouts, and they're like, "You know, what do you think about when you, if you play Ezekiel Elliott?" And you're like. He never comes off the field. That's you know, I, I make up the number. I don't make it up. It's two thousand and one yards. Is what he accounted for last year. Ninety you know? percent of the snaps. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You don't. You, you just don't sit there and say, okay, well, the offensive line and you could court. If this, I personally, and this is, I, I'm hoping for a Dak elevation this year. I really am. I'm hoping that if they if they do have to play without him, and they probably won't, but if they do have to play without him. I hope to see Dak play really, really well and be able to carry this team. If Tony Romo was the quarterback, I might even feel different. I might feel a veteran quarterback, even though Dak's a veteran quarterback. But I've seen, I've seen like Tony take a team with nothing and and make it work. Yeah, and let's, and that, that's let's where, get into that's that. I'm trying to help Dak is yeah. what I want to do. And let's I get into him. that when we come back here on Talking Cowboys. What will it take for Dak to reach that higher elevation in just a moment? Essilor has been helping Cowboys fans see better since 1972 so they don't miss a moment on the field. Get glasses with Essilor's best vision, clarity, and protection with the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package. Three innovative technologies in one lens. For a limited time, you can double your lenses for free when you purchase the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package and get a second pair of frames. Find a participating eye care professional and details by visiting EssilorUSA.com. That's EssilorUSA.com. Terms and conditions apply. You want the most interesting, up-to-the-minute Dallas Cowboys news straight from the star in Frisco? How about exclusive and on-command? That's right, news and nuggets you can't find anywhere else. With our exclusive Cowboys content on Alexa, you can have all the answers, secrets, stories, and more. What's Stephen Jones thinking during a game? What's Joe Looney's favorite pregame meal? We take your questions to Cowboys players and coaches, and you can hear the answers directly back to you. Just say Alexa. Open Dallas Cowboys. If you're like me and you love... I mean, if you have a... ...thing, then cutting the cord is scary. But then I found out I could switch to DirecTV now and still get the live sports I love. No satellite needed, no bulky hardware, no annual contract. Just... Get the live sports you love. Try DirecTV now for $10 a month for three months. Visit DirecTVnow.com. DirecTV Now. More for your thing. That's our thing. Use code REALDEAL. Limited time. Price for a little, little package. After three months, we use monthly at full price. Currently minimum $40 unless canceled. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel any time. Content varies by package and may be limited. Restrictions apply. A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit, just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson hats in the pro shop or at Stetson.com today. Dr. Pepper is the one you crave. But how do you explain that craving? Imagine being shipwrecked on a desert island, alone. Glass-like curls of surf pound the shore with Dr. Pepper-colored waves. Surrounded by desire, 
But you can't drink it because it's the ocean. Fish live in there. The only thing you want is Dr. Pepper. And you can't have it. Now that is a Dr. Pepper craving. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. Back to Talking Cowboys. We continue on Talking Cowboys on the first day of practice out here in Oxnard. Brian brought us. Yeah, I just want to say uh, hello to all the people that hang out with us on Periscope. We'll be doing this every day. Make mm. sure you check us out that way. Check out DallasCowboys.com, Somos Cowboys, all that stuff. And also hello to all our folks that follow us overseas. I know we got a lot of folks that tune in every single day, and we appreciate every single one of you. And there are a lot of Cowboys fans out here in Southern California as well. Some have made the trip from Texas out here for training camp. And the schedule for today, opening ceremonies, this is Pacific time at 2.30 this afternoon, and the first practice at 3.30. And there's a new look to the practice field out here. If you look off to my right looking at the field, the condos are under construction. Yep. And boy, those are going to be some that's some prime real estate to watch Cowboys practice next year when they are finalized. I'm just glad the guy sandblasting yesterday at this time has that was not subsided our today. Yeah. You handled it very well. I was impressed I? with you. Yeah, I told him, you know, cut it. Don't you, know? you lose your you know, mind. I'll tell you what, though. The, the Jerry even referenced it during the press yeah, he conference did. yesterday. Uh, credit to. Uh, the residents in. Yeah. They have a new general manager, and uh, I, I think it's the hotel association in Oxnard because they kicked in some big bucks to kind of renovate the operation out here. And if anybody it's comes noticeable. out, it's very noticeable. They've got uh, the stands up. There's signage. That's on the other side of the field, over our shoulder. Back. Yeah, you back can't see it over the other that direction. Way. They they've got more public parking. Over on that side, on the Ventura Boulevard side of the uh, the practice field where the people come in. So before there was just a little spot, and it was for VIPs only. Now they got a huge, I I can't judge acreage, but it's it's like six seven acres of parking there, and they've really? got mulch down for people. Uh, it, it really from looks Chicago, nice. From Chicago, you don't know anything about acreage. I know what yeah. one acre is, but I can't <laughs> multiply it by whatever that is. But there's a lot of room, and everything's Come see up, us if you're here. Everything's <laughs> upgraded is what I'm telling you. It's then, nice. Come see us. Yeah. And then practice. what it will be noticeable during practice, if you look at the stands, which uh, in traditionally have stretched for basically from goal line to goal line, traditional stands, in the middle of it, right at the 50-yard line, is probably, what would you say, a 25-yard stretch that uh, yeah. is a what is now a beer garden. Yeah, that's here. where Rob and I will be up in the stands uh, <laughs> meeting with fans and it's, talking football up there and, uh, during practice. Seriously? No, no. I, I, I'm thinking about it, though. I always go up and go up We ought to just go up there and do our great, show. I'll tell you what, social this, setting this up is, there. This is no lie, though, Bill, and you'll notice this. Mickey, I think if you walk the field, as you said, there's like a yard between us and the fans. I need to look at that. Yeah, there's like literally. So we it's will be. About, yeah, we will be. Up, we'll be up in the stands. So if you see us, let's say yeah, hello. We should do that one day. <laughs> you know what? Hang out on the beer garden. I, I went up there a couple times last yeah, year and sat up. up real high. Yeah, so you I can see, see the, the whole field, field. You with can. your fans. Sign uh, autographs. <laughs> yes, as a matter of yeah, fact. Yeah, I bet you did. Yeah. I take pictures with people. So anyway, it's a, a different look uh, yeah. for the fan experience out here. It should be uh, very interesting. I don't know how much beer selling for, but the city of Oxnard's doing all that. So we will. Eight oh five, good beer they have out we, here. We will see. <laughs> and you know what? And the best part about all this, the upgrade. Mm is they're trying to make sure they're enticing the Cowboys to continue coming yeah. back, and I'm all for that. Yes. Just the last it's year 67 of the degrees. It's warming up. 
All right. <laughs> it's been pretty <laughs> cool back in weather. Dallas, too. It's, it started off this morning when I went out to work out at 61. Okay. All right. Very thank good. you, David Finfrock. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, Rob, as you can see, day for one. the third day in a <laughs> row, there's not a cloud in the sky. Yeah, absolutely. That's right. All right. Uh, what's gonna, what does it take to get Dak to the higher elevation? That's what Brian yeah. brought up in the last yeah. segment. So, so what do you think? You know what? I think he's on the right path. I do like the fact that I like the addition of John Kitna. Yeah, just from observations of just watching the OTAs and the mini camps and stuff, attention to detail, you know, uh, you know, Dak even talked about it in some of his camps and stuff that he was doing that even with, with John that, you know, how to point the knee, point the elbow, point, you know, get yourself in throwing position. You know, those are all things. If, you know, we've always, for years, always talked about Tony Romo. He always worked on one thing before camp. Always tried to get better on one thing. I think Dak is to that point in his career where he's trying to think about ways to, okay, how do I improve my game? I could throw to my left. I could move. I'm mobile. I'm tough. But how can I stand there and make a good, accurate throw on that dig route? How can I have a little touch pass out to the flat? Or how can I get the ball to the tight end on the drag underneath? And these are all things as Dak, as he's grown, grown older, it's not about playing with guts and guile and just instinct and God-given ability. It's about, hey, let's work on my craft a little bit more. Let's get a little bit more proficient with how I play it. And that's where I think if you look for the elevation of the game, I think Dak was always one of those guys that understood what he had to do and what he saw. I think, but he's taken it to a whole nother level with that ability to the vision and then also the athletic ability along with the mechanics to make his game better. What you got? I'll go ahead. I, go. I, I think it's as simple as this. Maybe I'm being too simple with it. Yeah. I think it's just time in the pilot's chair. Just time more, of task. Time on task. Yeah. I mean, I think people forget that it took Tony Romo a few years. I think by the time he was towards the end of his career here, he had mastered the offense. He had seen everything a defense could could throw at him. Sure. Pre-snap, during the play, and was able to adjust off of it and have that calm in the pocket. And I think Dak, I, I don't know if the offseason workouts are enough of a gauge. I think once we get to out here and the games, we'll really see it. But he just seemed like such a more comfortable guy back there yeah. in the OTAs. Physically the looks camp. different, too. He yeah. looks different, yeah. too. Yeah. Um, but I just think he needs more time back there. Think, I really do. Did you guys think, think about this. Go ahead. He is uh, basically six games away from being where Tony was when he started playing in the NFL. I mean, it, Tony, like, Tony you know, was it was in his fourth yeah. year, yeah, and it was six games into the year before Parcells pulled the trigger on him. Yeah. Did everybody watch the last eight games? There we go. Yeah. Yes. He was pretty good. Yeah. Now you want to get better. I, I challenge you to look at his three-year stats and Troy Aikman's three-year stats. Hmm. It it, it, it pales. Troy's stats pale in comparison to what Dak has already done. And when did Troy make his big leap? His fourth year. Because when he left off this team, when he, when he uh, hurt his knee in 91, this was a 6-5 and five team. And, and his stats, when you looked at them at that point, were not all that great. And his quarterback rating was not all that great. This guy has, has a career uh, quarterback rating uh, near 90. He finished last year completing 71% of his passes the last eight games. 
If you compared that to everybody else in the last eight games, he led the league in pass percentage the second half of the season, and he had a 103 quarterback rating the last eight games, and that includes getting shut out in Indianapolis. So he was pretty efficient. Now what happened? Oh, Amari Cooper, right? Amari Cooper showed up. I don't know that they changed any of his mechanics or anything significantly, but he started playing better. Yeah. And, and if he can do what Brian said and now keep elevating the way Aikman did, the way Romo did, then you might have yourself a pretty darn good quarterback here, especially since I don't think teams this year will be able to say, we'll take away Amari Cooper the way they did in 2017 with Des Bryant, and we'll stop this passing game. Because I think Michael Gallup and Randall Cobb are going to make a significant uh input to what's going on here now it helps if zeke's there right right i i I don't wish that on anybody not to have a threatening running game and i don't care what the analytics say rob uh, or brad was telling me he was reading something some analytic talking about how you can't count on the running game it doesn't help your offense you have to be able to throw the ball well i don't agree with that if you've got a running back that can take it to the house anytime he can touch the ball and that helps everything everything and add travis frederick into the equation add tight ends who actually come into this season and not talking about witten the other two guys that have actually caught a ball in the nfl because neither one of them had caught a ball last year and you were playing those guys along with jeff swain who had all of nine catches so it makes a difference and your left guard is no longer an undersized rookie at 20 years old who should have been playing his last year at Texas. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we talked about it the first half of last year, cycling in all those different receivers without Amari Cooper, five or Receiver six guys. By committee. And Dak even admitted, like, we needed to kind of tr- trim it down. So I knew what to expect from this guy lining up in this spot, and it Cooper solved that. And Michael Gallup solved that, to your point, by really getting better game to game last year. I think his best game was against the Rams in the playoffs. Yeah, it was. So you're, well. so you're expecting a jump from him, too. Ken, I hate to circle back to about Zeke, cause, but Mickey eloquently just said it, but who who benefits more from Zeke being here or, or not being or who, who struggles the most with not being? Again, would it be Dak or is it Kellen Moore? You know what I'm saying? I mean, a first-year play caller, but you know, Kellen Moore is—he's been in the league. He, you know, he's been around. It's not like he's just a guy that was, you know, at W.T. White High School in North Dallas and gets thrown into being an offensive coordinator. He's been in the league. He's, and he's been, been a coach. with this team, yeah, and he's and, seen and, how yeah, Zeke has and, been yeah, used. But, but who, who really benefits the most? And I, and I'm not trying to put anybody on the spot, but I'm thinking, if I'm Kellen Moore, give me every, every tool, everything yeah. I can yeah. to call plays. Yeah. I don't need. Okay, as much as I love Dak and as much as I want to try and, you know, if I'm Kellen Moore, I'm going, love Dak, want to get him involved, love Amari Cooper, love uh, Michael Gallup, love Jason Witten, love my offensive line. But does 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 Dak need Zeke more or does Kellen Moore need him more? No, I think both. I mean, just look at the six games he missed in yeah. 2017. What did defenses do? They I'm just back, for a first-year play caller. They backed yeah. off. Yeah, I don't care who's calling plays. If the defense is backing off and they're saying, I'll absorb anything Alfred Morris does, I'll absorb it because he's not going to beat me. Mm -hmm. I don't have to worry about him. I have to worry about Dak to Dez, and I'm going to make sure, by God, those two guys aren't going to beat me. And and defense is backed off. Yeah. 
you got to make sure that they're up at the line of scrimmage and going, we cannot let this cat get past the line of scrimmage. Well, all the things that you said about Dak makes me feel good. Yeah. So I'm thinking, well, maybe it's Kellen Moore that needs, you know, the play caller. I mean, Dak, we've all kind of seen, well, you said eight games, good good trajectory going up. You know, everybody, Rob, was feeling good about it. Everybody's kind of feeling yeah. good about Dak this year. But it's, I think the really the bigger unknown is Kellen Moore. Well, that's the, that's the thing. It's like, how will Kellen Moore react with next man up? You know, is that fair to Kellen Moore as a play caller to play next man up with Darius Jackson and Pollard and those guys? Well, we've talked to Kellen Moore about this in the offseason. What did he say? Like, yeah, we'll, we're going to look at some new things and we'll put in some wrinkles basically mm-hmm. and stuff like that, but we're not going to get away from what we do. That's core yeah. principles of this see, offense. See, that's what people What's think. What's the core of this offense? See, it's Ezekiel Elliott. See, it's that's Lewis. where people, I think, we've had mailbag questions, and you, I encourage you guys to always read the mailbag stuff because those are good good questions, good questions you guys ask. But the thing about it is we've asked us with Zeke, with all new terminology, I don't think it's all new terminology. I don't think this is a brand-new offense. It's, no. it's, it's a core offense of what we've seen. The 37 going off the left end, the 38 going off the right end with the run plays. There's core principles about this offense. You're right. We're going to see wrinkles and bunch formations and different things. He's going to do things different than Scott Linehan, but at the core, it's not a different offense. They're not going to get away from using Ezekiel Elliott, assuming he's on the field. No, No, you know, and really, the offense, I don't think you're going to see radical changes. So the biggest challenge for, I think, Kellen Moore is the rhythm of calling plays. Fair. He's never had to do it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Never. Probably not since I said it the other day since Boise. high school yeah. when his dad let him call his yeah. own plays oh, his sure. senior year. Sure. You know, and, and and so that's the key thing. What kind of rhythm? How many times does Jason Garrett have to step in and go, nah, I don't know about that. Let's do this. Not so much. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and, and you know, and he's and he's got help. You know, John Kitna's been in these situations before. Doug Nussmeyer's been a play caller. Yeah. Nussmeyer, yeah. And, you know, and Kitna, he, you know, he he's played quarterback on teams that didn't have Ezekiel Elliott as the running back. Absolutely. Uh, so he knows what it's like. So there, and, and I think Kellen is 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 open to advice. I don't think he's the type of guy that's like, hey, this is my job. Get out of here. He's not an independent contractor. This this is and they keep saying and he keeps saying well, it's a collaborative effort and I think he will listen. And the head coach promoted him, right? But the head coach has been in the exact same position before. He's been a first time play caller with the Dallas Cowboys 12 years ago, so he knows the challenges and he's going to be available to help him out. I mean, it's not it's to your point, it's not going to be Kellen on an island by himself. So we shouldn't right. worry about then. We shouldn't worry about Kellen Moore, the play caller. I want to see it. Well, no, yeah. no, you said it. He, yeah. he needs every. Everything at the yeah. table for him. Yeah. You know, he, as many pieces as you can. That's a pretty big piece that's not here right now for the starting. I game. mean, think about it. Walter Payton made whoever's calling plays for the Bears in 85 a lot easier. Yeah. You know, better than having to hand the ball all the time to Matt Suey. Yeah. You know, you see in this league. Uh, it's over my head. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. 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 Penn State fullback. <laughs> gotcha. Good Thanks. player. Thanks. Sorry. And the only reason I did that is Brad Shab saw the Chicago Tribune. Uh, they're going through a series of the top 100 Chicago Bears All time. in history. Mm-hmm. And now, when we're talking their history, oh, we're yeah. not talking going back to 1960. Yeah. We're going back to the 30s. Bulldog right? Turner. We're going de- back <laughs> yeah. to the Depression. Yeah. And and Brad was naming some names, and I'm going, okay, that guy's in the 30s or 40s, because I don't yeah. recognize Bronco Nagurski didn't recognize uh, those names? Yeah, and, and, and they were only at uh, 42. They're going down. So yeah. Who's the number one? Uh, my guess, it's Dick Buckus. 
And if it's not Dick Buckus, it's Walter it's Payton. It's got to be sweetness, right? Yeah. Unless they go with yeah. Sid Luckman. He used to toss it around pretty good. Yeah. Not Billy, and there not was, Billy Wade. Not and there Billy was Wade. A, Billy Wade was like. <laughs> I know in, I can draw him offside. <laughs> he, was, he was in the 80s. He was in the 80s. Yeah. So who's okay. the best quarterback in Bears history? It's probably Sid Luckman. Sid Luckman. Yeah. Okay. But, but, okay. Not Jack and Modern Kenny. era. In the modern era, Jim McMahon. Grossman? No. Uh, okay, well, Mickey ponders that's that. That's a good one. For talking Cowboys in just a moment. If you're like me and you love... I mean, if you have a... ...thing, then cutting the cord is scary. But then I found out I could switch to DirecTV now and still get the live sports I love. No satellite needed, no bulky hardware, no annual contract. Just... Get the live sports you love. Try DirecTV now for $10 a month for three months. Visit directtvnow.com. DirecTV now. More for your thing. That's our thing. Use code REALDEAL. Limited time. Price for a little, little package. After three months, we use monthly at full price. Currently minimum $40 unless canceled. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel anytime. Content varies by package and may be limited. Restrictions apply. It's time for tailgating with the OtterBox boys. The OtterBox that builds those crazy protective phone cases? Yup. And now they're changing the side dish game with the OtterBox Trooper Soft Cooler. Lightweight, mobile, and leak-proof. Trooper is perfect for blitzing a crowded parking lot with a Frito pie. Amazing. Hey, you think I could fit my seven-layer salmon salad into the Trooper cooler? Yep, but please don't. And that's been tailgating with the OtterBox boys. Learn more about the Trooper soft coolers at OtterBox.com. While a player could look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. Essilor has been helping Cowboys fans see better since 1972 so they don't miss a moment on the field. Get glasses with Essilor's best vision, clarity, and protection with the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package. Three innovative technologies in one lens. For a limited time, you can double your lenses for free when you purchase the Essilor Ultimate Ultimate lens package and get a second pair of frames. Find a participating eye care professional and details by visiting EssilorUSA.com. That's EssilorUSA.com. Terms and conditions apply. Back to Talking Cowboys. Hey, Bill, do you want to use what the pros use? Yeah. Jack Black is the official men's scare care <laughs> brand, <laughs> brand of the Dallas Cowboys. Get your Jack start. Black playmaker for JB Faves. <laughs> Plus a full-size <laughs> lip balm for just 10 bucks with free shipping at GetJackBlack.com. Use code COWBOYS. And by the way, the lady that's in charge of this told me she really appreciates my reads, and you guys should back off. <laughs> I just know that I get scared whenever I approach a day having not used Jack Black. And I'll tell you. I also get scared every time that Mickey starts reading. We can, we're, we're shouting here for, in we're, our ears. We're here for a while. We can use a box. And there's, there's one of those care absolutely. package. Hey, 
we're all up for. A I care got a hookup. She was so good. She got it to me the day before we all left. Right. Give, that, right. give me that address, Mickey. We'll put it on the yeah. table here. I like our round table, by the way. <laughs> I do too. I, I like this a lot. Uh -huh. I do like this a lot. Yeah, it's very conversational. Would you say, yes. Mickey? Now, do you I'm feel closer. like you should have a little little cup of coffee here? And just well, I've got every once We've in a got. While. This is like yeah, breakfast at Wimbledon. I got. My breakfast, my fruit plate here. We would have brought you I was some not frame. able. By the way, I was not able to eat this prior to the show because I had a little problem. And, and this is teamwork, okay? This yeah. is teamwork. When you have any team, whether it's a football team or a broadcast team, one player will pick up another player. Mm -hmm. And Mickey literally picked me up at the Goodyear Tire Service Place down oh. here because my rental car showed that my left rear tire was low on air, and I didn't mm -hmm. want to take the chance tonight at 9 o'clock when that Goodyear place is closed, that go. I might have a Smart flat man. tire. That's a responsible And then man. I'd have to have Mickey come out and change the tire for Did me. Did Mickey go, oh, <laughs> come on. I was there Bill. in 10 minutes. <laughs> he I was. was. I was better than Uber. There you are, and cheaper, too. Yeah. And I also <laughs> I also forgot my, my credential. <laughs> so coming back, I thought was going to be problematic. And <laughs> but he's been around here so long that Mickey yeah, exactly. didn't even need a credential to get exactly. in the doors. Exactly. All right, my question, uh, when we were talking about the Cowboys offense, the pass offense, what is the ceiling for this Cowboys pass offense? When you look around the league. Well, Bill, I don't see, want to put a ceiling on anything. <laughs> when, you, when you see – what Patrick Mahomes did last year with wow. Kansas City, yeah. 50 touchdown passes his first year as a starter, 5,000 yards passing. He had some of the same elements that the Cowboys have. Sure do. Kareem Hunt for much of the season, Burner and Tyreek Hill. Now he did have the playmaking tight end in Kelsey as well. But uh, And then you look at other teams around the league and what's happening in pass offenses in the league. And I think everyone here will say that, okay, the pass offense, even though the last eight games were much better last year, it can it still needs to elevate. Uh, what's the ceiling? Did you is it the 2014 Cowboys when Tony Romo, I think he threw 34 touchdown passes. It, it still had, you know, a Demarco Murray who is running for 1,800 yards yeah. or whatever, because uh, that element is still going to be here with this Cowboys offense. So what is the pass offense ceiling for this team? Where has Dak been? Touchdown-wise for three years, about that 25 range. Last year yeah. uh, he was at 22 with eight picks. The year before, 22 touchdowns, 13 picks. In his first year, 23 touchdowns, four picks. So he's been pretty good with that differential. By the way, you Add mentioned Aikman earlier. Yeah. Comparing to Aikman. It was Aikman's first opposite. three years, and this, of course, it was a totally different deal as far as pass the passing game back then this compared to now. This is going to shock you. Mm. All right, touchdowns to interceptions. It's going to shock everybody. 31 touchdown passes his first three years and 46 interceptions Yeah. for, for Aikman. And Bad Dak right now is at 67 touchdowns and 25 picks. Can I get that Miami yes. head coach back here and then maybe that coordinator from <laughs> Carolina? Those guys did some good things with yeah, Detroit. Yeah, but he, the, co and, 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 the, the, the coordinator from Carolina didn't, didn't show up until 91. Well, yeah. right. And yeah, the but talent I, level I, was not good in 89, no. 90, right? But I mean, it's I, a little different story. Right. I, sure. I, I did, no, well, I, the I offensive just, line wasn't as I just good. have a lot of respect for Jimmy Johnson. That's why I said that. Uh, I, to me, the, I, I, I think the additions – 
you know, we talk about what's back with, you know, Travis Frederick being back. I think that helps the offense so much. I think Jason Witten being back helps the offense. You talk about, uh, you know, people think, oh, well, he's slow. He can't do this. Can't he's do not that. Kelsey. Yeah. yeah, he's not Kelsey. But <laughs> yeah. but still down in the red zone, he's a good player. 18 yards in. I talk about that a bunch. I think that that's where you'll see some good things from him. But the, the biggest thing I really – I think the health of Randall Cobb could be a huge difference maker here because – to me, Randall Cobb plays down the field where Cole Beasley played underneath and, and was really good at it. Catch. Yeah, it's it's throw him the ball, he gets it, and he gets down. Randall Cobb is a catch it, run, get up the field. If Randall Cobb can stay healthy, and this is the big if about Randall Cobb, if he can stay healthy, then you're going to see somebody different in this offense. You're going to see the ball going down the field. You're going to see the ball going to Gallup. You're going to see Amari Cooper catching the slant and taking it like we did last year. But Randall Cobb is the one, to me, that's going to be the difference maker of some third down plays. It's third and seven, and all of a sudden it's, they throw it to him, but it's, it's like a 21-yard gain. You know, those are the things I think you're going to see different about this, this pass offense that in that that we didn't see last year or in previous years with Cole Beasley playing the slot, and I think I you will see better production from the tight end position. You're going to see Jarwin, they're not yeah. they're not Kelsey, right? But you saw what Jarwin's capable of doing, and now he's got some experience. And if you've been watching Witten, and and I know skeleton drills, he is running much better right now. Than where he left found off in 2017. Yeah, found I, I, I was watching him run some routes the other day. He's catching the ball over his head. He's running sharp, crisp routes, and 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 it's and, like the year off helped his body. Yeah, and and, and he's kind of you know. I mean, because I thought at the end he 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 was some. I don't want. He was know, lumbering. Lumbering. I yeah. was going to say struggling. He wasn't yeah, struggling. Lumbering, yeah. He was lumbering. Yeah. And 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 you know and the biggest drop off I thought was his ability to block. Right. He was getting called for holding. Yeah. Well, you know, with Schultz yeah. out yeah. there yeah. and you spot Witten and you put Jarwin out there in a two tight end set and now who's going to cover a 6-5 tight end down the field the way that kid can run? Right. You know, and then you got to worry about Witten underneath. And then it, you got to worry about and I'm going to assume handing the ball to Zeke. So they're going to have more options than they were the start of last year. Michael Gallup Tony Pollard, they're going to put him out there and have some kind of role for him. I think Sanjay Lau told us in the offseason, I mean, there's speed all over the place. They have speed at pretty much every position, and that's how you, that's how you get those. The thing they were missing the most, and Amari Cooper helped down the stretch, was those chunk plays. Yeah, Chunk plays sure down the field. Yeah. They didn't have him in the first eight games. Just, just didn't have it. Gallup and will be the best second receiver the Cowboys have had for Dak Prescott, hands down. Easy. I like it. Maybe better than they've had in a number two receiver in quite some time. I was surprised they cut Alan Hearns, though. I know I'm, I'm, it's kind of going away from what he's talking about, but I was thinking, who is going to be that guy if something happens? No, I'm with you on I, that. Who is going to be, you know, and there's people within the organization that I talk to about Alan Hearns. Everybody loves Alan Hearns. Mm -hmm. Alan Hearns and, and, and Tavon Austin and Britt Brown, the associate athletic trainer, they, I know they didn't take a day off. I mean, no, we, 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 all, we, all, yeah. we all, even though we weren't had shows and stuff built, we could still walk into mm -hmm. our office, look out the window, and every day you saw those three guys out there busting their you-know-what out there. And, and that's the disappointment because I think that Alan Hearns is actually in better physical shape now 
Than when I think he, that they did but a the great Dolphins, favor the to Dolphins him. got a great deal in $3 million for Alan Hearns. I think they did a great Up favor. $3 million. Yeah. Okay. But I think they did a great favor to him, and they couldn't cut him when he's injured. Right, okay. right, right. But the ability for him to stay in the in the, right. the Cowboys organization right. throughout the offseason to rehab and so forth the, put him he, in position where now he, he can is, go to the Dolphins and make the team. But I thought all along – that they were going to address his contract situation. Yeah. At, at, See, I was going to be yeah, was they were that's, going what, to, that's what Mickey and Rob were talking about earlier. Yeah. Stephen Jones might be a little bit tougher than, you know. Than, I was than, surprised they picked up his option, yeah. frankly. Yeah. Right. Uh, but you're not going to cut an injured player. So that well, no, been, not cut him, but, but I was you, surprised because they had, had the he ability. He had a club option on him, yeah, right? It was a club option. So and, they could, and I thought, okay. Because six, it's a club option, they could do that. 6.25 million, it's, that's a lot. But, and, and that's and, and where here, they did him a favor by keeping him around so that he could he could right. rehab. And, and think right. about this. How many how many teams have a – I don't think I'm out, out of – place saying he was the fourth receiver that's what i was thinking so well, how many teams have a fourth receiver for six million dollars against the cap mm-hmm. that's that's a point steven too. spoke to this day we spent the first segment talking about how they're gonna pay all these guys you ha- he said we have to watch where we allocate our money when we've got this many young players coming up for contracts and it's th- the and curse that, of it drafting to, well it, it is it really <laughs> is it's a good problem to have yeah. but when you have a fourth receiver making that much money i think they would have liked to maybe brought him back at a different salary but it, see that he, he got a nice deal from the dolphins my, all one year my focus was if something were to happen to one of the top three who is going to be the fourth guy that's going to replace if say who's going to play the x or who's going to play the z that's why you, we're you, here yeah, you can move Cobb around, but what if something happens to Cobb? Okay, who's the, we had a mailbag question again about who's going to play the slot. You know, and we went through, and it, it wasn't like just one name. It was like, okay, they might try, you know, Lance Lenore. They might try Austin, Austin Cooper Smith, can move yeah, in there. Exactly, yeah. 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 See, I think this puts a lot of pressure on Tavon Austin. To make this team, through, yeah, absolutely. To make the team, yeah. Because they can use him in a lot of different ways, but he's got to stay healthy. And they need a punt returner, too. And I know Cobb was kind of back there in the offseason well, workouts, but it, do you want to use him in that it, role? It, at this point, it's Cobb. You think yeah. so? I think so. I mean, he's done it. Who else are you going to put back there? Tavon Austin. Tavon. Yeah, Tavon. Yeah, but he's got to make the team. I'm saying if he yeah, makes if the he team, makes that's the one team. way he Does can make the team. Does Tavon make this roster as the sixth guy? Is that the sixth guy if they keep six? I, I, I could qualify that. Because he can do other things for me. Sure. Yeah. He can play special teams. Right. And, and if it's not Tavon, it, it's Randall Cobb. Uh, and, and Jordan Lewis, and Keith, too, maybe? Keith, yeah. Keith uh, yeah. I, I, I heard no. Keith, no. Okay. Keith told me Keith that Randall Cobb, the second day he was here, came to him and said, Coach, I would like to return punts. And he said, you don't get that from a nine-year veteran yeah. ever, mm-hmm. ever. He might be so and, valuable. And, the, 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 that the Brian Broaddus gets scared, it, right? The Brian Broaddus chicken theory, or like I can't replace I certain situations. Because, yeah. I That's think what I'm asking. Like, do you well, really and then you that. have to have a guy that. If I had Hearns, yeah, go return punts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get a cat, a guy that can catch it too. Yeah. I gotta yeah. have a guy that can catch. But it. how many times we watch this team just struggle with field position because it's a catch? Well, you know, but, I, I but mean, that's the that's how about the better blocking too. That's know? the significance of the punt return because what you don't want to do on punt returns is, is make a mistake, make a mistake, and Rams lose game and lose Rams the game. game. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, kickoff returns. All right, kick it over my head. We'll yeah. go out to the twenty-five. Yeah. Right, and and you know you got to find somebody to return uh, the kickoffs. But I think Pollard's probably. That guy right now. We need now. to keep an eye on that. Yeah. We do. When the but, drills. but for the punt, as it was explained to me, you you usually don't lose games on kickoffs, but you can lose a game right away on punts. Yeah. 
That Rams punt game coverage or punt returns. You know, you don't want one blocked. Uh, and, Cole and Beasley you, dropped a punt against the Giants, was it, early on in his career? Oh, right. and then that's the yeah. one. Is that the game that Dwayne Harris brought back one? Was that the game Maybe. at Giants Stadium? Yeah, it was at Giants Giant Stadium. Yeah, yeah, and then Dwayne yeah. Harris brought one back that won the game. And, then the, yeah. and then the Switzer fumbled yeah, yeah. punt and Rams. against the Rams yeah. in 2017 that yeah. turned that whole thing around. Yeah. All right, so what are you looking Still for? What are you looking for today season, right? out here in our final minutes here of talking Cowboys? What What are you looking at today? OTA practice, basically, with the helmets and the T-shirts. You know what? I think Brian said it earlier. We're gonna We're gonna get to see how they line up. Yeah, line up. Yeah, like, yeah for sure. Who's, who's the first? Now they They'll probably go by seniority, right? Yeah. So who's at first running, running back? back? So it's D- Darius Jackson. Darius Jackson. That's the way yeah. they were doing it in OTAs. He, looks, he doesn't look bad though. By the way, he his two years from being knee surgery. Looks a little fresher moving around out there in the OTAs. And, 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 he, and he's going to have to really show him because he yeah. got those opportunities late and yeah. he didn't look like a Not guy that all. could handle like it. Right? Freaking bored so out there. So it'd be good to see that and see how they're stiff. how they're lining up. Six carries, sixteen yards. Bad. Lining up now behind the wide receivers, behind the top three. Yeah. Like who who's out there next? Who's in the slot next? And you're missing a couple defensive linemen still with with. Demarcus, Tyrone Crawford, yeah. so and Byron fig- Jones. We can go on yeah, Byron just, Jones. Just figuring out that defensive line rotation is going to be interesting over this month. A lot of young corners out there too. Yeah, yeah a lot of young yeah. corners going to try and battle for spots and stuff. That's what's really cool about. See it. how they use the rookies, the draft choices. But I've always found this my, my experience working in this league. Guys cut themselves. Mm-hmm. You could talk. You know, we could all talk about oh, we're high to see high, to, and we're all going to be anxious to look. And by about that week, two week, ten days into practice, about that tenth practice, we're going to look. Okay, these are the fifty three guys we well, think. You said you said at the yeah. very beginning, what do coaches love the most? Consistency. Consistency. You, these young guys can't have, to have bad show practice. It. That's what Antoine yeah. Wood showed for three weeks. Absolutely, he, he didn't really have a bad day. Yeah, and he proved to him I can handle this job. Yeah. How many times have we seen guys cut themselves the fourth preseason game even? Yeah. Oh well, that, that, that corner. Who that corner that one year we were playing? They were playing the Ravens. Who was at the corner that had the team made? It was a. And he ended up. He, uh, God, I got a wide receiver example. And okay, it was, go it was ahead. Andy Jones a few years ago. Who yeah, looked Andy great Jones. out here. Yeah. and the game started, and he took. Yeah. Lance Lenore could do that to you too. Yeah. Well, Lance Lenore could look done like it, and unfortunately, he's all gonna have Ranch. To, he's going to have to work really yeah. hard to shed that label. Yeah, because I think they've seen the same thing we've. Oh seen. yeah, and I think two guys once the pads come on that I think I'll, I'll be very interested to keep watching is where Travis Frederick is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. is. Is he Travis Frederick? Sure. And can Robert Quinn hold down that right defensive end spot? I like it, Because Mickey. if he can, like if he and I want to see it in pads, right? Because mm-hmm. we did the Jihad Ward dance last year, right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Rod warned us back then, you got to see it in pads. Right? And, we and he got it, right? out here and he disappeared. I Just love, I love Robert Quinn, though. I, I know what he's saying. I don't want to go any further. I really don't. I, I'm with you. But I think they love Robert Quinn. Yeah. Now you got to see it. Yeah. How about Dorrance Armstrong, too? He, mm-hmm. I mean, because no Crawford, who's played left end all OTA? Every OTA snap at, at starting at left end was Dorrance Armstrong. So so the the end positions yeah. kind of Taco? wide open. How about Taco? And that's what I'm saying. Yeah, Taco. Taco. Let's see it. <laughs> Let's see Jalen Jelks. I know you got a nice bend and yeah. burst. Okay, yeah. now when your pads I like come that. on. Bend and can, burst. Can, yeah. you, can you do that? <laughs> you know? Carrie Hyder, who they signed. And Carrie Hyder. Yes. Yeah, have some event. fun. Yep. And Christian yes, Covington, hey. who we haven't seen yet. But we dudes. won't see Chris Covington today. Yeah. And they're here. really disappointed about that. 
because they thought he was coming on. What yeah. happened to him, by the way? Apparently during a, uh, the run yesterday. The run. Oh, okay. I yeah. bet he hit one of those dibbits. There you go. Dibbits. All right. Dibbits. Dibbits. All right, we'll be back to get Dibbit. tomorrow Dibbit's morning <laughs> with more divot talk <laughs> as Mickey will be not. watching the divots <laughs> at practice today, and we appreciate you joining us also on Periscope. Absolutely. And Thank we'll you, folks. talk at you again tomorrow on Talking Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!